Check one, check two, check three. Here we go. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming to you live. Well, not live. You know the internet and how it works. You put it up there and then you can listen to it when you want. But right now, I am alive. And so are you. If the sound is going into your ears, this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour podcast. The best podcast that has ever been recorded. Well, in my opinion, the freshest, the dopest. Uh, I got a great cup of, uh, this is cannabis tea. What this is, is green tea. This is a hemp tea from Lancashire, Lancashire, uh, in Pennsylvania, hemp company. Check them out. They sent me in it. I love it. This is sun-grown hemp. But I put it in a mason jar. They gave me this big fat bag of green hemp um, that literally smells beautiful, like sun-grown cannabis. But it, it doesn't have any super THC for my knowing. Um, it's mostly CBD. I don't think it's that psychoactive, um, but I tried some and it was it, it, it does warm my soul. So I'm more, I'm I'm looking to do a super positive vibe podcast today. And, and you know the world is tough, but things are moving and changing. And what I'm learning is all the work that I've done in the past, you know, is to you know not coast, but I've already. I mean, I set my rudder to the right direction and the right direction is uh the cannabis coffee hour and thank you for listening uh with legalized cannabis and art that's this is what this podcast is all about it's it's me uh opening myself up and talking about life and shit that you know i vibe on you know and one of the things i vibe on is this green tea but i like to mix shit up so i had a mason jar i put all that that hemp in it and then i had this fresh green tea that I got, I got for my wife for Christmas, but she didn't like it. But it was like super fancy, like dope, you know, uh, antioxidant supreme green tea. So then I pumped that in the jar with the cannabis. And then my cousin gave me some like, like crazy artisanal tea that had like rose pelts. It was a chamomile with like real roses in it and shit from this place, New Plots, New Paltz. New York, upstate, brah. Upstate New York, there's some serious hippie shit. So there was this like hippie town and he knows that I like kind of hippie shit. Uh, I like a good, <laughs> I like a good head shop. I like some arts and crafts. I like some artisanal coffee. Uh, avocado toasted all day. People rag on hipsters and all that shit. Uh, but I do like avocado. I don't think it should cost nine, 12, $15. But when you're in the mood for some shit like that, it hits the spot. You know, I'm not a vegan. I'm not into any labels. Uh, that's the one thing about Tibetan Buddhist or just Buddhist. One of the things that I drew from it um, was the naming. The naming of things begin the suffering. And really, we are one organism, you know, breathing and moving on this earth together air, oxygen connecting to molecules of trees and grass and human beings and animals and oceans all together as one organism. Um, and when you start naming shit, it's like, but, you know, that's what I've been thinking about the ego and I've been, <laughs> I went down a wormhole of uh, how to spot a narcissist because there are super narcissists in uh, my business, man. It's crazy. Um, and I think I may have a little bit. I mean, I think everybody that's in the entertainment business has a little bit of it. I don't even know what it is. It is a label and it is naming of something. But some of the things that they were that I was listening to, I just know, like, I was thinking about politics and, and entertainment. Like, it does take, like... <laughs> the dicks rise to the top. Not all the time. The good people rise too. But there is a fraction of it that's set up to like, if you're ruthless, <laughs> you know. 
Mm. This is this hemp. It's very green tasting. And I like how it's been having a good day. And I went through a whole French press of coffee. I apologize for this podcast coming out on Friday. I usually get it up and done by Thursday, but I did have a music project. I had some serious studio time I had to take care of. Uh, So I was in the studio uh, making some music. (laughs) That was a lot of fun, man. Uh, Sometimes it goes wrong. Sometimes it goes good. Yesterday was a productive day on the music front, and that project will be out soon. Uh, I know I've been talking about it a lot, but that's what you got to do with these things. You kind of have to, like if you're writing stand-up material, you kind of have to obsess about stand-up. You got to go out and perform. People are like, how do you do it, Rob? No, you go out. (laughs) You go out. You go to open mic. You write some crap, write some funny stuff on a piece of paper, and you look at it. You're like, "Uh uh-huh. And then you go up there, and you try to pull it off. That's how I did it. Um, But then I remember the first few times I was just too raw and I saw, and I was, I, I would get laughs, but, um, but when I saw like W. Kamau Bell, this was in San Francisco, and especially Arge Barker, I just want to give a shout out to comedian Arge Barker, one of the best stand-up comics ever, in my opinion, um, joke writer, definitely, um, top, top tier of a joke writer, um, but a lot of he's big in Australia and he's in the Australian scene and he lives over there. He was on Fly the Concords, but yeah, the European. And then there's a whole stand-up scene in London and and um, you know who's that guy from HBO? Uh, I don't know. He was in Daily Show. I know it, it's a huge. Uh, I know he's a big uh, dude. Um, I know that show. What is it? Shit. Oliver. Yeah, he came from that scene, kind of that London one-liner joke, Um, Jimmy Carr. There's like a couple of those cats. I came from that scene, and it's very joke-writey, very uh, disciplined. And a lot of stand-up, you got to be disciplined. I I don't know. uh, I'm disciplined, but I'm also a little rough around the edges, and that's how I like it. Um, But I'm also uh, changing and evolving and... Trying to be a better me than yesterday. Uh, I got a, I, I chopped up some slices of apple. Uh, these are honey crisp apples. Uh, I shined it, man. And then it's all about how you slice it. If, with apple slices, a lot of it is the cut. Oh, you feel that crunch? That's honey crisp, baby. Honey crisp, you can't fuck around. I got some green tea here, tons of antioxidants. I'm double vaxxed. <laughs> I've been stretching. Today I didn't stretch. Today I did some help. I helped a person move some rugs and furniture around, so that was my big morning. But it was like, yo, can you help me at 8.30? I was like, yeah. But I like helping. It's good to help people. It's a good way to exercise and also, don't complain about it. Just do it and then move on. <laughs> it's when they have you hang out a little too long. If somebody asks you some help to move. Helping with moving, I would say maybe two hours. <laughs> uh, or your really good friend, you might have to help them out to a serious move. Moving's a trip. But I think life is changing and everybody's kind of living more and more uh what's the word like you don't need that much shit i know minimalism everybody i talk to is just tired of crap and it it bums me out like a lot of these brooklyn great real estates get bought out by like huge storage companies and people just store their fucking junk everywhere i'm proud to say i do not have a storage locker I got I know some musician friends that have like three storage lockers of like old equipment and beat machines and fucking all kinds of shit. Uh I got nothing. I got it down to this focus right, this sure uh SM58. Oh man, this is I like this microphone. Um I know it's not the best on the market, but it reminds me of doing stand-up comedy. 
And uh, this, I'm doing this as a solo podcast, everybody. I actually rolled a great, great spliff. And it's uh, mostly CBD with a little bit of um, THC cannabis. That's my move. That's my move is uh, a nice rolled spliff with a little bit of both to even it all out. Uh, I can't find my lighter, so I have to use real kitchen matches. So this will have a cool audio effect. Um, so we'll fire this up. But how you guys been doing? I've been doing good. Um, there you go. Nice. Nothing better than a nice kitchen match. Right to the joint. Beautiful, beautiful. Another thing is I'm not too intimidated and it tastes great um, because It's mostly CBD, which gives you more of a relaxed, calming effect. But uh, if I do fall asleep, so I got <laughs> I got a, a half and half uh, spliff and some green tea, um, hemp green tea. So yeah, this is this is gonna be a fully uh, hemped out uh, episode. This is all sun grown. Mm, antioxidants in the system. That's uh that tea is good and so is this split. Wanted to say R.I.P. to Shock G, the original Humpty Hump from the hip hop group Digital Underground. Um, if you don't know Humpty Hump, Humpty Hump is possibly. I mean, it might be one of the most perfect hip-hop songs ever. There's few people that really understand, you know, hip-hop, to me, the good hip-hop, or the shit that pops. I mean, so I like some M.O.P. I like uh, some, you know, grimy 90s shit. Some of it's all right. Uh, I really like, uh, what's that, uh, Not protect your neck, but what's that? What? Uh, damn, I forget. It's that. It's uh, take these, John. Take these, John. It's shouting. Uh, it's a very aggressive song, but it. I don't know. Sometimes it's just you want that. <laughs> sometimes you want a little bit of aggressive music, and sometimes you want a little bit of chill. But uh, in terms of hip hop, like one pocket of hip hop is humor goof style funky make everybody laugh i mean that's that's the real pocket and that's the hardest pocket to consistently be in um and humpty hump the humpty dance uh was literally you know the uh you know just the joint man uh it was funky it was funny it was hilarious he was a character he wore mark um uh Mark, uh, what is that guy? Uh, shit. Uh, uh, Groucho Mark's glasses and a funky jacket. I mean, he was doing the thrift store funk way before everybody. That is, I mean, I know that Oakland vibe. And uh, a lot of times, you know, Oakland and, and the Bay Area, you know, you can freak it out uh, a lot more. And those guys were freaky. You know, they would dress wild put on parties, uh, goofball style. Um, the beats are funky. The rhymes are great. Uh, digital underground. But when gangster rap, and the weird thing is Tupac came out of them, and not that I'm ragging on Tupac or anything, but um, Tupac, you know, definitely leaned into the gangster lifestyle, which digital underground was, you know, I think they were from, you know, Oakland and, you know, tough neighborhoods. But at the same time, they weren't the type of cats that leaned into, like, all the guns and and violence. They were just good time, good fun hip-hop and uh, in the best way. Good time, good fun music. You know, all the, the naming, the categories, the, the, you know, we're all learning 
that everything's vibrations and some things have lower vibrations and some things have high vibrations and digital underground especially the humpty hump dance uh, had the best best groove best bass groove and the best hand claps ever i remember beck talking uh i like beck i think beck is a good artist i think he is always kind of funky i think the midnight marauders album is you know up not fully prince level but getting near there definitely like in terms of when childish gambino started doing like prince type of singing and beats and even uh pharrell started doing prince like uh type singing and beats and stuff like Beck was playing with that shit from like the beginning of his first couple albums and then he kind of went all in on the Midnight Marauders album no that's fuck man that's Tribe Called Quest what's that fucking crazy I've been I'm a little you know I think it's a lot of the technology you can be like oh Rob's you're getting old and smoking too much weed no I'm not all right I'm doing this podcast and I have a lot of knowledge about music uh, in the one song I was thinking of that was the gang M.O.P. Mob Deep, Annie Up. Oh yeah, Annie Up. That I love that energy. Even though it's it's pretty much about the stick up kids of New York, which is people that would come up and rob you. Um, and that was a big thing in the early '90s. I think it is today, but there it, it was almost like you know a thing. Um, let's see, because I was oh okay. Then we got M.O.P. And then what was the back joints? You know, nicotine, midnight vultures. That's what it, not midnight marauders, nicotine and gravy. Oh man. Peaches and cream, peaches and cream, nicotine and gravy. Those are some bad joints by Beck, but he was just saying like, and he's kind of on that, you know, I'm trying to debate like what art is, but he, you know, his his shit was artistic, you know? He went on the artistic vibe. So does Erica Badu. And that's why they fucking last. Like, you can go you can go fucking try to make a money grab, but your shit's going to eventually be fucking whack. Um, I think the key is to keep on changing and evolving and definitely do, do different than everybody else. And that's what Humpty Hump did. And that's just the perfect party jam. And that's all hip-hop music is, is just fucking party jam music, man. I mean, you just want something to, to hang out with your friends and smoke herb and goof off with and get to the next show. But some people use it, you know, so, I don't know. Art has all kinds of, like, layers. There's entertainment. There's appreciation. There's inner reflection. There's political... That's the only thing about not having a lighter. Got to light a bunch of matches, and I hope I don't burn the shit down. But uh, this wasn't the most perfect. It, it is pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's done pretty well. I'm talking the spliff. How are my sounds? Okay, there we go. I don't know. It wasn't picking up earlier. That's a little bit better. You know, I'm I'm still working. And learning about audio design, like I've, 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 we're up to 124 episodes weekly. I've edited and participated in every one. And I've done this just for you. And I want you to like and subscribe. Um, hey, roll up some CBD and some good herb, a half a joint and grab a glass of green tea and uh, finish out the episode with me because uh, we're going we're gonna to take a, a funky ride. Yeah, I uh, was in the studio. I rented out this studio. Well, it was just like two hours with an engineer in a space, and it was COVID-friendly. Like It was just me and another dude, and I was a lot in the booth. And I had my mask on, so I never saw him. So it kind of worked out to be like the perfect creative outlet. Like I do know the clubs are opening up and people are doing more and more stand-up. And I'll get out there and I want to do the podcast and have guests out there. And that's where we're going to go. We're going to go and we're going to do outdoor shows. We're going to do just like me and a guest or me and myself. Um, 
and you know the 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 palette is still open the painting is still being created with the cannabis coffee hour um having a nice spliff and a little bit of glorious uh green tea cbd green tea jeez you know the future it's going to be a little bit different. Even how I think people approach fame and celebrities and the manipulation of power. That's what a lot of it is, you know, is motherfuckers can't understand. They get a little bit of power and then they manipulate it in order to receive more and more pleasure. And the thing about pleasure is good, but it also makes you soft. That's what's nice about finding your work. And when I say work... I mean, just your purpose, just stuff that you want to lean into what you like. i tell you what's a really good uh, Kerwin Frost and the Neck Face, Neck Face interview with Kerwin. I, I like graffiti artists and I like kind of, I like the skateboarder out of the box thinking like, but I don't like negative nihilistic type shit, but I do think uh, Neck Face is dope. Does that make sense? Like, pause vibes all the way. And I I think he had a great story. Like, he was, you know, vagrant, um, criminality, artist, uh, graffiti, skateboard, dirtbag. But he said his mom never, you know, told him not to when he was drawing. And that's the thing about creative pursuits. Is like, it's hard. You don't want to... If once somebody finds that thing you don't want to stifle it but um because i guess Kerwin frost was talking about his little brother this is you know youtube shit but he was talking about how his he, he got his little brother was drawing like somebody peeing on a tree or something and his mom freaked out because i think there were schlongs in it or whatever and uh and made him stop drawing and it kind of fucked him up and uh yeah you can't stop you, yeah, you can't tell people. It's hard telling people what to do. You just, it's almost like plants. You got to frame them though. But being, you know, you got a guide and as parents and, and, you know, also friends. And, you know, we all have aunts and uncles and nephews and, and siblings and friends that we care about. Um, but it's hard tell. it's like, I'm just trying to learn the, the hint. <laughs> like motherfucker, take a hint. Can you take a hint? And I think that's what God is, or whatever, the universe is telling us. And that's the hint I took was just to take a deep reflection and look inside myself. And what I found is that I love myself. <laughs> Not in a narcissistic way. Um, I think that is one way of, like, building up your self-esteem. You know, I'm bad. I'm a bad motherfucker. you just saying all this shit. But there's another level that I'm trying to get to that's more biological like like looking at things without the ego but then also seeing for what it is and um I just know what I've been through you know and I'm grateful that I've made it through all of it and I'm grateful for all the lessons I've learned I'm grateful for you know just being humble within it all or not, I can't say humble but learning that's a hard lesson. I don't know. It's a tricky one. Like, you got to stand up for yourself and you got to promote yourself and all that. But you, just that, me, 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 look at me dancing in the end zone all the time. Like, you could do it now and then, but I don't know. Having an apple. Chilling out. Drinking some green tea. Yeah, Humpty Dam. I love the digital underground. Um... All around the world, the same song. Yeah, they had a great a couple of joints, but they have a great... They were in some weird movie with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd that wasn't that good, but they kind of steal the scene and they uh, do this great performance of Same Song, which is definitely more of a pacifist, you know, uh, De La Soul hippie love vibe than any other hip-hop that was that was bubbling after it, but Tupac's in it, so it's kind of funky. Some heavy, heavy stuff. But the sun is out, and 
people are getting vaccinated, but I have to travel to Michigan. On I got to drive. That's why I had a couple. I'm packing in stuff all this week, and I did a great show. Shout out, man! I did a I had a fun ass show that was on a Zoom. Uh, Nikki Max's show, Vintage Basement, part of Dynasty Typewriter. And, you know, doing Zoom, I don't even know. I hooked up my microphone and my focus right, and I found a basement that, you know, was late, so I got a family and shit. I can't be loud. So I found a basement I could go hang out in, and I recorded a, a comedy, like a live stream comedy show. And they put me on first. And it was just a great lineup. It was myself, um, this girl, Lizzie Cooperman, who's really funny and interesting and uh, creative and shit. And then Mike Kaplan, who's one of my good friends, great joke writer, great dude, out there, out there, out there. So he's like a uh, ayahuasca uh, supreme master. Uh, and then Frankie Quinones, uh, who's the one of the funniest guys out there right now. Um, he has a character on IG and he was uh shout out to creeper, my boy creeper. And Frankie was all, everybody on this weird zoom show I did for April 20th for 420 um, were awesome. And I kind of just was like yelling into my computer, but it ended up being funny somehow. Um, it was just a lot of fun. I could just tell that, um, I still got it. <laughs> Not that I still got it, but I, at least I still have the, uh, there's something in there that's sparking the funny. Um, and I could do it over Zoom. But as we, I read a big article about not catching Corona outside, which I always felt a lot safer when shit was outside. Like I didn't really mind meeting up with people when they were outside. Um, I would always mask up and shit, but. I just know I'm, I'm not biology, but just like how shit works. Like I just knew like in these stores and subways and cars and everybody's just spitting and droplets and funk and nobody's brushing their teeth right. And um, I knew and then people were spitting in each other's mouths and weird porn. <laughs> I know I talked about that shit, but that's 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 when it all that's when the universe shut it all down. I know I'm making light of that, but I'm trying to make light of it a little bit. Um, because it's a hard, awkward time. But I do believe uh, doing this podcast, I get a lot out of it, and I enjoy it. Um, so I have to drive to Michigan from New York, and I'm not really psyched because the numbers are going down. I'm going kind of up like didn't ted nugent just got the corona after talking for years uh talking for over a year about how it's a farce and nothing and then the shit he catches it it's like dude there's nothing political about this it's biological man it's germs and the amount of people and the funk man and we just gotta be smarter and more environmental and and actually healthier to ourselves. You know, I totally take vitamin D pills. I, I take emergency. I take COC10. I take vitamin D. I take vitamin E every night. And then I stretch and I try to eat healthy. And with my cannabis intake, I try to be not macho frat dude about it. You know, I try to, you know, treat it with a little bit of respect you know, if we're going to roll up, I'm roll up the right place and right time and, you know. But it, it, you never appreciate a lighter until you lost it. <laughs> or they run out. I remember that from the road. I remember getting to towns and then somehow like scored some herb from somebody on the wait staff or you knew somebody and then you get back to your weird hotel room and you realize you didn't have a lighter. And that's the weird thing. There's no matches anymore. Everywhere you there used to be matches. And you can't get really it's hard. That's why I always liked the boutique 
um, hotels because you can open the window. When you start dealing like the mass chain, they got those two like everything's like sealed up, um, so people don't jump out the window or get sued or, you know, they got randos up in there. Um, so it's, they're they're not really ideal for having some herb on the road. But I remember just uh, how bad it would be if you didn't have a lighter. Like sometimes you'd just be stuck, and you would have everything that you, you would have. You know, some herb. You would have papers. You would have everything but the electricity. And you're like, oh shit. And you're in some weird town that you know everything closes at ten, and it'd be like twelve thirty one, and you'd just be like, all right, I'll have to sleep it off and go to the gas station in the morning. So it's good to be prepared, I guess is what I'm saying. Always have some kitchen matches. These are these strike anywhere matches, but that never works. They always, I've, I've bought in all kinds of strike anywhere, and but it's always like, oh, but you got to do it on a really hard tree or you can't do it on a metal. You got you to do it on this thing. And then there was always like these tough guys that would light <laughs> matches off their um, teeth. That was a big thing in the 80s. But I don't know. I think that was just some type of Hollywood trick. Or some people could. Like, they're these self-lighting matches. Like, you could rub. And I guess the flint just, like, kicks up. Sorry, I have to keep on talking or the thing runs out. That's what kept on happening. But we got to keep on talking. Because there's just so much to talk about, man. Uh... I'm doing my five Tibetan stretches, the five Tibetan rites. I've been getting good. I mean, I try to do it at least three times a week, but I also don't want to be so regimented. Like everything, I'm trying just to let it flow a little bit. These days I do this. These days I do that. Treat the body good. The body is a temple. You try to eat right. Sleep, sleep, sleep is a big thing these days. I know people are losing it because of insomnia and you know CBD I definitely think can help for that oh there it went you might have to hear another kitchen match <laughs> I think it's let's count how many I've lit oh three okay I hope it was three I don't want any alright I'm just very mindful with you know fire but I did go through a little bit of a pyro. Back in the, like, when I was growing up, people would th flick matches, lit matches. You ever do that? Like, because you get them free at the gas station. You go, that's a mean kid trick. Um, and then the other one was burning dandelions. Like, when you go over, like, you like you would get the, your pack of matches. This is, like, <laughs> beginning arson shit. But you would burn a dandelion. It does look amazing, though. If you've ever burned a dandelion, it is because you just touch a thing and like the whole thing melts. It's pretty wild. But that's the type of thing that you learn young. <laughs> We're all growing and learning and you take all these lessons. You know, there is a knowledge to it. Like, that's what I was thinking about. It. There is a magic to living long and experiencing and making a lot of mistakes because your knowledge base and your decision making gets hopefully better um, because you just been through shit. So on the fly, I got to make decisions. And I'm getting a lot more confident on making decisions on the fly because <laughs> nothing's set up perfect. And if it was, it wouldn't work. Mm. That's a good green apple. Yeah. I've been listening to Lightning Hopkins. This is like one of the biggest uh, blues guys ever. And I know, I guess, I go back and forth. The blues have a, it's more of a deep tone. It's, and it's more of a minimalist aesthetic that I find pretty uh, dope. Ah! I hope that doesn't. There's a B and H, <laughs> but this song. Listen to the title of this song. It's a sin to be rich, but a low down shame to be poor. <laughs> that is. That's by Lightning Hopkins. 
this blues artist. And that is possibly the best title for a song. It's a sin to be rich. It's a low-down shame to be poor. <laughs> yep. True. Um, so, yeah, I've been listening to... Check out Lightning Hopkins. Um, check out uh, The Humpty Dance for sure. And then this all-girl band from the 70s I went down called Fanny. And they were like... They ain't that peculiar. I listened to this one live version. Ah, ain't that peculiar? I hope that doesn't show up. Damn. Um, tin, check out this video, man. The Beat Club, Fanny, ain't that peculiar? Nineteen seventy-two. But you have to go into because they start the song, then they stop. You have to go into like minute twenty-four. But she does this thing with this percussions. It's like an all-female group, and they're funky and good and not cheesy and cool. Oh, man. They were they were beyond ahead of their times. And then I wikipedia her, and she got into Buddhism and lives in Woodstock, the lead singer. So, you know, uh, that's where people roll. I might end up there one day just <laughs> meditating. I love that shit. But at the same time... You gotta like be in reality, and you can't. You you gotta take those lessons, and you gotta use those lessons and move forward. And I think all of them, you know, Christianity, Judaism, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Use it all. Mix it up in a big pot like gumbo, and whatever sticks to you and works with you and makes you your higher self, um, and not a scumbag dirt. Oh, asshole. Whatever works for you to, you know, get it moving, uh, do that. I don't know. You got everybody. That's where I'm trying not to worry. Every, nature takes care of itself. I definitely think that the country um, or the world needs to be more green. And I think global warming, this shit's coming on fast. But I don't. Other people may turn away because I do think. Nature has a way of balancing out, but I do think that's where humans have to get involved and be more conscious of their decisions and how we're interconnected, and that's kind of where we're growing. So I'm not saying, like, don't eat meat or go green. I am just saying that eventually fossil fuels is going to be off the table, you know. Um, but I have a, you know, I have a fossil fuel car right now. I don't have a hybrid. I wish it was, I think in three years I could trade it in and I'll try to get it kind of the hybrid version. I think all cars, that's, I went to the DMV to do all, I had to re-up my driver's license. I'm making this trip, so I got to service my car. I went to the DMV, made sure all my shit's correct. Um, Cause I'm making a trek um, back and forth. I'm going to visit family in Michigan, hang out there for a week. Uh, I'm gonna go to Traverse City for a minute. I'm gonna try to dodge droplets. Any dispensaries out there? I should do a podcast out there. I may hit somebody up. I know a few people out there um, that would be fun to have on the podcast. Whether it's, you know, I try to lean in uh, either comedy or cannabis or music. Kind of is where I'm kind of leaning on for potential guests and the vibe of the show but i also like just artists in general and interesting people uh non-corn balls um non-conformists but not overly judgy <laughs> i don't know if that's a thing uh you know i might have to fire this up but this this show this show I did was so much fun. Shout out to Max and Nikki. Um, it was a fun Zoom show. I just think live streaming, the whole idea of live streaming, I know I'm old and I don't get it. I mean, I know what it is. I understand it. But I think it's going to be an element to mainstream entertainment from now on. Like the live performance or the live this or you know something that it's like it's a happening and then everybody can tune in i mean d nice did that on ig and it's just i mean that potential was always there but i think people are now 
utilizing it in the in the technology's catching up to the point where it's actually fun. Um, I guess that's what I was trying to make. I, so the show was called Vintage Basement, and then they cut to me, like they introduced me to do stand-up. And I have a stand-up mic and everything, and I'm standing up, and I'm shooting from my laptop that's on a chair, so it's like pointing up to at me. Um, and I had to do this weird angle because it's, you know, I didn't have the right lighting. And, uh, and I had like a little bit of a roach. So right when they introduced me, I'm like hitting a roach and I go into my set. And I remember, I was like, ah, oh, this could be terrible. It's just one of those things that you think is going to be terrible. But if you just let go and have fun with it, you know, something, there was a lot of, uh, like, I went back and reviewed the tape. I was like, oh, shit, there's all kinds of funny that I didn't even see. I didn't even know was happening. Uh, that's why I like doing these solo ones. So I, everybody, you gotta, you gotta sign up for the Patreon coming up. That's the only way you're going to see my face. <laughs> or, I mean, I think we're going to have cool guests. I, I'm going to have music guests. I want to get it really popping and funky and I'm gonna quit talking about it. We're gonna just do it. I got a, I got some merch coming through. Um, I'm just excited. I'm just really excited. I'm excited about the music project. I'm mixing it. You know, all this stuff takes work, but it's the shit I like. And for a good reason, everything is slowed down. So I've been able to get my feet underneath myself. Like I just feel a lot more. I'm confident about going into the. I don't, I'm not. I've learned not to, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in the future. You got to bob and weave. But uh, I do feel like my mind and body and I don't know. I hope I live a lot longer um, because I'm, I'm loving life. Ja, Rastafari. Um, dub music is so good. Not so good. But there is a vibe I like. I love uh, dub. I love echoey type of beats. And I love seeing those sound systems in Jamaica. And I would love to just do a DJ set. I would like to do that. That's one thing I should do for the can. One time I'm just going to come. But I got to figure out, like, when D-Nice or some of these guys, these big time DJs, I even seen Questlove, but they're playing like number one, like they're playing like songs. I know they don't have the rights to broadcast, but somehow it's all right if you're DJing or something. I don't know. Everything's moving fast, man. Uh, media is changing. Cannabis is changing. Environment's changing. Transportation's changing. Music's changing. And I think just mental is just like the simplicity. What I was thinking about was nothing. And the thing about deading your ego is like you can understand nothing, you know. And then you understand how beautiful life is, you know. And that it is just this like trippy dream reality or trippy dream painting thing that kind of goes with your vibration and you do have a chance or a pocket to change your vibration by doing little things little simple changes in your attitude and just the way you look um, that's why I try not to walk around with my head down I think a lot of stuff is your posture a lot of your stuff is your spine and your posture <laughs> Because uh, if you can get that going, because I know as you get older, you just get more crumped down. I just see it. I see I see the weight weighing on motherfuckers. And I've had the weight weigh on me. And I've felt the weight. I've felt like eating shit and getting all scrunched over and anger and jealousy. And blah, blah, blah. I don't want to. I just don't want to live like that. Um. I want to go walk in the park, get some sun on my face. That's what I got to do today. I'm going to do that. Um, and do some, maybe do some push ups. Like I said, I don't like to, 
I'm trying not to be too regimented, but I do know with art, like I need to be a little bit more regimented with my writing. Um, but I also got to be good to myself and understand that, hey, maybe I don't write like these cats, but f- figure out what w- the times that it did work and, you know, do that over and over again. And that, well, the times it did work is when I do sit down. I don't. Everything I do is kind of a hybrid of everything. You know, like I'm not just a straight joke writer. I'm not just a straight storyteller. I'm all of it. Um, Same thing with music. Cats sit down with me and I'm playing all kinds of crazy shit, man. I'm into metal. I'm into punk. I'm into opera. I'm into fucking uh, melodic music, uh, tones. I've been listening to a lot of like meditation, like, you know, just tones. Sometimes tones just clean you out. Um, and sometimes nothing, nothing, there's a beauty to nothing, um, that you can't even get your head around, all right, I may light this one more time, and this apartment's gonna smell more like matches than anything else, because <laughs> I'm like, damn, I had my pink lighter, I had my dip set lighter that I've had for a long time, you know when you get a lighter and you're like, oh, this is my lighter, it feels like I've had this for five, since I was in college, um, it was one of those, but you always lose them, same thing with bowls, like I, actually the other night, like one night I broke, I like, got my glass in it, one hitter just fell, and shattered, and everybody was out of town, which was nice. And I had to mop the whole thing up. And, uh, shit breaks. <laughs> shit falls apart. Famous Roots song. Mm. So, yeah, I went to the studio. And I'm recording a song. And I'm trying to do it one song at a time. But I'm trying to do the best I can. And I know that music music has to be mixed. It has to be mastered after it's done and lined up right. So I know that's a part of it. So I'm just putting it all together. And I'm excited to roll it out. I am doing a comedy festival in October in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, keep eyes out for that. Like and subscribe to Cannabis Coffee Hour. You can contact me at contact at robcantrell.com this episode was brought to you by cannabis green tea well it's just hemp green tea i'm not too lucid right now i'm like kind of chill and uh and then a, a cannabis joint but it was mostly you know it was cbd with sprinkled sprinkle it um e40 style Love the Bay Area. I can't wait to get back to California, up to the Bay Area. When I say California, I think mostly San Francisco and Oakland and, like, Humboldt and up there. But I like down south, too. Um, but I like all over the country. I'm looking forward to driving through the Midwest. I mean, I went to college in Ohio, so I know a lot of that state. Um, I got to tour. I did a bunch of theaters with Ralphie. Man. I've had a cool fucking stand-up career when I look back at it like all the gigs that I've done because Ralphie and I did these huge theaters and I got paid great and we were on a tour bus and it was all of Michigan and Ohio um that was one of his routes and uh he had a regular opener but I jumped on for like a few months before he passed away and he was awesome um rest in peace Ralphie May rest in peace um Shock G. Everybody. Not everybody. But that's just life, man. And it just teaches you you've got to appreciate. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I appreciate this moment. I appreciate this tea. I appreciate him getting legal.